Hi, my name is Jennifer, and today I'm going to talk a little bit about Crohn's disease. So what is Crohn's disease? Crohn's disease is an idiopathic condition that is characterised by the inflammation within the gastrointestinal tract. It's one type of irritable bowel disease which causes inflammation in your digestive tract and can lead to abdominal pain, severe diarrhoea, fatigue, weight loss and often malnutrition. Patients suffering from this chronic condition can have periods of relapse and remission. This inflammation can evolve in different areas of the digestive tract in different patients and often can spread to the deeper layers of the bowel. Crohn's disease can be both painful and debilitating and there is no known cure for Crohn's disease. However, therapies can greatly reduce its signs and symptoms and even bring about long-term remission and healing in a lot of patients. However, despite these advancements, most patients will still develop stricturing and penetration complications that will require surgical resections. Mechanisms of intestinal damage in patients include fibroblast proliferation and migration, the activation of the stalate cells, recruitment of intestinal and extraintestinal fibroblasts and cell transferentiation. This altered balance of the beta-proteinases and the tissue inhibitors often also contribute to fistula formation in patients. So what as engineers can we do? So engineering plays a vital role in both the diagnosis and the treatments of Crohn's. Engineers work on designing and manufacturing medical devices that can be used in the diagnosis and are currently looking for optimal solutions by working with medical teams to create diagnostic devices such as colonoscopies, CTs, MRIs, capsule endoscopies and balloon assisted endoscopy. These devices allow the doctor to not only view your entire colon and ileum, but to also take biopsies to be sent for lab analysis and to create detailed images of organs and tissues and display these images on monitors to be studied by multiple doctors. Therefore, engineers play a huge role in the treatment of Crohn's. There's cure, currently no cure and no single treatment that works for every patient. However, there is one unanimous goal that is to reduce inflammation. Therefore, anti-inflammatory drugs are often the first step of the treatment and they include taking pharmaceutical drugs such as corticosteroids and immune suppressors drugs. However, these drugs can only be short term and often they work in combination with each other as opposed to taking one drug at a time. Another option which is currently being researched is the use of biologics. This class of therapy targets proteins made by the immune system. These drugs work by stopping certain immune cell molecules, such as integrants, from binding to other cells in the intestinal lining. However, due to the serious risk of developing a brain disease when taking these biologics, um, you must be enrolled into a special restricted distribution program to use them. But in the meantime, engineers are hugely critical in the design and the manufacturing of devices used in surgery. Nearly half of the Crohn's disease patients will require at least one surgery during their lifetime. However, surgery does not cure Crohn's disease. During these surgeries, the surgeon will remove the damage or the perforated portion of the digestive tract and will reconnect the healthy sections. Surgery may also be used to close fistulas and drain absences. This disease often reoccurs and frequently near the reconnected tissue. Therefore, the best approach is to follow the surgery with medication to minimise the risk of reoccurrence. So just at the beginning of 2021, engineer, tissue engineering and stem cell therapy research into the treatment of Crohn's advanced hugely, mainly due to the use of stem cells and the ability of stem cells to target and alleviate inflammation. Studies have shown that stem cells may be able to greatly improve patient symptoms without the exorbitant recurring costs of traditional medications and the impact of taking these immune suppressors. Mesenchymal cells have the ability to target inflammation within the body and to repair the damaged tissue. This potentially makes large stem cell transplant an effective option for inflammatory conditions such as Crohn's disease, where according to Barham AL, 
stem cell therapy with bone marrow derived mesenchymal stem cells was associated with lower clinical disease activity and improved quality of life of up to four years for the patients. So stem cells also have the benefit that they are strong immunodeplority effect, meaning that they can prevent the immune system from mistakenly responding to incorrect threats. This can reduce the negative responses in patients with autoimmune conditions. So what's the future with patients for Crohn's disease and where do engineers play a role? So currently there's major research um, in the pharmaceutical side, looking into the research of biologics and also into the use of stem cell therapies. But another flashing project is that Mayo Clinic's colorectal surgeons have performed roughly 7,000 procedures every year. They do this using minimally invasive laparoscopic surgery, where engineers are critical in designing and manufacturing the devices that are used. They also use robotic surgery, which offers greater precision and improved access to these difficult areas. So while Crohn's is still uncured, engineers have had a huge impact in the lives of Crohn's patients by creating these devices, which allow for efficient and effective diagnosis, allow for treatment and also allow for advancement with stem cell therapies and tissue engineering and also the use of robotics and laparoscopic surgeries. Therefore, it is clear that Crohn's patients really benefit from the developments made by engineers. Hello, my name is Jessica Powell and you are very welcome to this podcast on Crohn's disease. I'm a biomedical engineering student myself and my aim is to give you an understanding on what engineers and scientists are doing to help. So I'm sure that most people know someone with Crohn's disease, but what exactly is it? Well, Crohn's disease is a type of chronic inflammatory bowel disease. It causes inflammation in the digestive system. This also comes with chronic fatigue, abdominal pain, bloating, diarrhea, and sometimes ulcers in the gut or even the eyes and mouth. IBD affects over 40,000 people of all ages in Ireland. And it is estimated that in the UK, about one in every 650 people is affected by Crohn's disease, with roughly a 7% increase in IBD diagnosis each year. In the ISCC podcast, Gutcast, gastroenterologist Dr. Anthony O'Connor spoke about when he was a consultant in England. They'd done research using a device to measure bloating throughout the day, and the largest increase was 7 inches. Can you imagine that? Of course, that's an extreme case, but that's what some people with Crohn's have to deal with every day. There is currently no cure for Crohn's disease, but scientists are trying to figure out what causes it. Then we may be able to find a cure, but right now the focus is on controlling it. Experts think it's due to the immune system reacting with bacteria in the intestinal and bowel lining. Colonoscopies and biopsies may be performed to look for granulomas, which form due to immune cells gathering around bacteria to isolate it. Other technologies used in detection include CT scans, MRIs, capsule endoscopy or balloon-assisted enteroscopy. The goal is to reduce inflammation that triggers these symptoms, with the best case being symptom relief and long-term remission. When patients are first diagnosed with IBD, they are put on anti-inflammatory drugs such as corticosteroids to relieve symptoms and induce remission. Most people with Crohn's disease are on immune system suppressants. However, taking them requires close follow-up with your doctor and regular blood tests to check for lower resistance to infection and inflammation of the liver and can sometimes hinder the parts of the immune system responsible for healing the damaged tissue. With Crohn's, up to two-thirds of people will have an operation at some point in their life, but this surgery is not a cure. Chronic inflammation can cause the walls of the digestive organs to thicken and form scar tissue, 
and this can narrow a section of the intestine. Surgery can be needed as a result of complications such as fistulas, abscesses, hemorrhages and intestinal obstruction, but they may also include removing a diseased part of the bowel and connecting two healthy parts back together, stricter plasties, protocolectomy, colectomy or stoma surgeries, where an operation is done to make an opening in the skin and bring a loop of the bowel to the surface, and then the waste can drain into the stoma bag, giving the rectum and anus a chance to heal without stool passing over them. This was a fantastic device made by biomedical engineers, but it can leave the patient lacking confidence in their bodies post-surgery. In a study by the ISCC and Janssen, 82% of people experience high levels of stress due to their condition, and up to 85% experiencing chronic fatigue and a flare-up. This is not an ideal way to live, and this is why improvements are needed. I'll now talk about what is currently happening in terms of research. With IBD, the immune system and microbiota in the gut interact in an abnormal way. Diet and stress can alter the microbiota and possibly lead to more frequent flare-ups. Research is currently being done on white blood cells called TREG, shown to reverse inflammation in in vivo. This can be used in cell therapy to test what chemicals may improve the function of these cells, which may lead to new treatment for IBD. Researchers at Penn Medicine have targeted a single enzyme, urease, which converts urea into ammonia and leads to dysymbiosis in the gut due to the movement of nitrogen in bacteria. They suggest removing bacteria in the gut microbiome and then reintroducing a good type of uh, bacterium lacking this enzyme, which they believe to be a beneficial way to engineer the composition of the gut microbiota. This study has shown positive outcomes in vivo and has also been tested on five human subjects so far, which reduced harmful bacteria in the intestinal tract by 100,000 times. Immunology researchers believe that higher levels of macrophages sensitive to PGE2 on these tissues can be a sign of tissue regeneration. And the level of regeneration can be increased by getting the macrophages to swallow a liposome containing a substance to trigger the release of this repair-stimulating agent. The liposome technology by SOAK can therefore be used for a precise targeted repair. There is a class of therapies available that target proteins made by the immune system such as vedulizumab, which has recently been approved to target integrins from binding to other cells in the intestine. New evidence suggests that the intestines may secrete a protein that interact with the cells and cause inflammation, and scientists have developed a method called phage display to genetically engineer bacteria to display proteins on their surface in order to identify what proteins are interacting with the cell surface. Receptor molecule CAR in T cells promotes the expression of MDR1 to reduce inflammation in the small intestine. A stem cell replacement clinical trial is also currently being done on Crohn's patients in an attempt to essentially restart their immune system. One study recently published by a biomedical engineering assistant professor and PhD student involved a model of organ function known as an organ-on-a-chip device. This device is lined with living human cells, representing the main cellular components associated with inflammation, which allows engineers to understand the mechanisms that initiate the inflammation while also allowing scientists to study the immunological, <laughs> immunological effects on changing variables within these components. 
So as you can see, scientists and engineers are currently working hard and coming up with some amazing ways to address this, but more work definitely needs to be done. So that is officially the end of today's podcast and I would highly recommend to everyone listening to explore this further by checking out GUTCAST to hear stories from people who personally deal with Crohn's disease and also to visit Crohn's and Colitis UK to sign up to get the latest information on research. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Welcome to Crohn's Complications a podcast episode about difficulties that many people diagnosed with Crohn's disease have and continue to suffer from. I'm Mima Shannon and I'm a third year biomedical engineering student studying at NUI Galway. So a bit of background about Crohn's disease as a whole. It's a chronic inflammatory bowel disease which can cause inflammation throughout the whole gastrointestinal tract. It can be painful and debilitating as well as having the potential to cause serious complications. It often causes abdominal pain, severe diarrhea, fatigue, weight loss and malnutrition. Unfortunately, there is no known cure for this disease as a whole, but there are treatments available in order to cope and can even help in achieving long-term remission. Now, when most people think about Crohn's disease complications, usually the first image that immediately comes into their head is of a colostomy bag. However, a more specific complication that people may not typically know about is a perianal fistula. This fistula often comes about due to an abscess development, an ulcer or an anal gland infection. It's a tunnel-like connection formed between the skin around the anus and the anal canal. This fistula is a clinical challenge already, but it can be even more difficult to treat depending on the complexity of its form. But the biggest obstacle in solving this issue is the inner opening of the fistula on the anal canal side. As well as being hard to access, the drainage of faeces and wastage from this inner opening, along with pus and blood drainage, allow for constant reinfection of the fistula. If left untreated, there may be travelling of the infection into the sphincter muscles, which is definitely something you want to avoid, as bowel incontinence may then occur as a result. An average of in between 5-40% to 40% of patients with Crohn's disease are affected by perianal fistulas. These fistulas mostly occur in patients who have more frequent and severe inflammatory flare-ups in the rectum and colon. Another unfortunate characteristic associated with anal fistulas are frequent reinfection and reopening after initial healing. Overall, it's an incredibly unpleasant medical issue and can really compromise a patient's quality of life. So where do biomedical engineers and scientists step into the equation? They can work towards developing a new medical device or treatment method in order to attempt to solve this clinical challenge. The biggest goals in treating this issue include 1. Closure of the inner fistula opening, 2. Encouraging healing, while 3. Resisting external pressures, and 4. Avoiding faecal incontinence. So currently, the typical treatment for this complication is surgical intervention called a fistulotomy, where the fistula is intentionally opened up in order to heal properly from the inside out. Another complex but effective surgical procedure to be considered is called a litigation of intersphincteric fistula tract, more conveniently referred to as a lift procedure. So these procedures often come with a high risk of compromising sphincter muscle integrity and therefore the patient's continence. Unfortunately, lift typically only has a 50% success rate, limiting the procedure's healing prospects. A method often used hand-in-hand -hand with surgery includes a surgical thread called acetin, which is left in in order to keep the fistula open to allow for more drainage over time to avoid incisions into the sphincter muscles. The acetin does not, however, close the inner opening of the fistula. Another interesting treatment method is a fistula plug. So this includes the use of a particular glue or a plug where the aim is to close the inner opening of the fistula. After this is done, the surgeon will, for want of a better word, stuff the remaining of the fistula with a biomaterial that will be absorbed by the body over time after healing. Unfortunately, this plugging method does not have a consistent success rate and it is also unable to withstand certain amounts of dynamic rectal pressures. 
However, some studies have shown that using certain treatments in tandem can increase surgical success rates. For example, using a fistula plug in conjunction with the lift procedure can lead up to a 94% chance of successful healing rate. Recently, there have been exciting developments in new products to help overcome this difficult and unpleasant complication that mainly affects people who have been diagnosed with Crohn's disease. For example, a medical device company by the name of Signum Surgical are currently working on BioHelix, a device to close the whole fistula tract. They prioritise the closure of the inner opening of the fistula, which is what makes this treatment device special, in conjunction with being minimally invasive and bioabsorbable. The aim was to achieve these goals while also withstanding physiological pressures and encouraging healthy tissue healing. So in terms of how it works, the BioHelix device had different components to it. An efficient delivery system handle is used to introduce a guide wire through the fistula and back out through the anus. A sheath is then attached to the guide wire and the guide wire then directs it towards the inner opening of the fistula from the anal canal side. Within the sheath, the BioHelix implant and delivery coil can be ejected into the tissue surrounding the end of the fistula, closing it. The delivery coil implants itself in a screw motion, which is controlled by the delivery system handle. This device is not yet approved by the European Union or United States, but BioHelix is on its way. It's interesting because this medical complication has been occurring and treated for a very long time, from as early as around 400 BC. The Greek physician Hippocrates seemed to have originated the plug and seat and treatment methods that I have discussed so far. In using a seat for drainage, he used a raw lint which had a horse hair wrapped around it. His patients returned to him every day to tighten and twist the horse hair for more effective drainage. When a fistula had fully formed into a tunnel, he made a plug out of a sponge smeared with honey. Although the materials and treatments have been effectively adjusted, it is a bit bizarre that we essentially use the same methods as over 2000 years ago. Even though they can be effective, they are not nearly reliable enough for the clinical challenge that is the perianal fistula. It's very exciting to watch the developments of a company like Sigmund Surgical tackle this issue with an innovation that is inspiring for any biomedical engineer or scientist. That's it for me. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Crohn's Complications.